Well, hello and welcome to the best damn lunch and learn ever. I am so excited. I have the wonderful, amazing, and brilliant Bella Verita on the show today. I mean, you guys, I'm so glad you tuned in. You are going to get a wealth of knowledge from Bella. I mean, I'm so excited about to hear about your new program. I was so excited to share. I know. I want it. So, um, so, but do you want to give the audience a little bit of background? Because I think I have one of the bios that doesn't incorporate it. So I want to make sure that you add like how you got here, how you came up with this imposter syndrome that we're going to talk about today. Yes, absolutely. So um, I have been an entrepreneur basically since the age of eight. And, you know, I remember starting my first entrepreneur adventure, you know, where most kids start a lemonade stand. And I had a craft stand and I would make wreaths and I would sell them on my front lawn. And I just, I remember like the age eight, I was just like, I could do anything in the world. Right. And then, and then at 19, I became a top income earner in a network marketing company. and I could, you know, do anything. And then that I, it was my certain, my first six figure income where I was on top. I had the nice houses, the nice cars. And then um, and then the company, the FDA or FTC shut the company down and I lost all of my income and all of my residual income. So that was like the first kind of loss. And then I got into commercial real estate. Yeah. I was the number one business broker in the state of Nevada in the beginning of October of 2008, I closed the biggest deal of my real estate career. And then we all know what happened at the end of October, 2008. And so again, like had rode this high, high and then lost everything. Mm -hmm. And this pattern I started to notice actually started for me when I was in high school. When I was in high school, I had tried out for cheerleading and my first year I didn't make it, but I was terrible. I was the uncoordinated, terrible white girl. Right. So it was like, I wasn't, I wasn't devastated that I didn't make it. I was like, eh, it kind of sucks. So it's okay. Right. But that next year, I spent a year in gymnastics practice and cheerleading practice because I wanted to make it the next year. Yeah. And there were um, 16 girls that tried out in 14 spots. Okay. And I remember they always did the tryouts on the last day of spring break. And I remember, you know, at the end of the day, they would come on in an announcement and they would announce like who made the cheerleading squad. So I'm like anticipating the end of the day. You cannot wait to like hear my name being called because I worked so hard for this, right? And then uh, I'm sitting outside. Uh, yeah. And so waiting for my name to be called. And at right towards the end of the day, before the announcements were supposed to come in, the school counselor comes into my classroom and pulls me out of class. And I was like, in that moment, I knew something was wrong. Oh, and then we're walking down the corridor of the hallway. Counselor's not saying anything. I'm like, what's going on? And then we walk into another classroom. She grabs somebody else. And then continuing, you know, me and this other girl are now following her into the counselor's office. About that time, I hear the announcement coming on. So at this point, I know what's happening. So they brought us into the counselor's office to tell us that we were the two that didn't make it. Oh. And I just remember being devastated. I dropped out of school. I was so embarrassed that I didn't go back to school after spring break. I was so devastated and embarrassed and thought like I was successful. I was going to win at this. And then I didn't make it. 
And that's where the imposter syndrome started to set in. And then fast forward to being a top income earner and then losing the business and then becoming a real estate agent and losing the business. And, and so I started to notice this, this thing that started to come up where I would reach success and then I would lose it. I would reach success and then I would lose it. And I don't know if you've ever seen Amy Cuddy's talk on imposter syndrome, but that's what imposter syndrome is, is not believing that you can reach success despite past successes. Right. And after I lost the, the real estate career, I have never really had never really been able to gain my confidence back great gain my strength back until i came up with the powerhouse presence process because i've been a stylist for um 13 years and worked with you know a number of speakers all over the country and um and still wasn't able, able to get my company past the six figure mark like i had done in real estate and network marketing okay and i started to ask like, what what is that? What is stopping me? And I was so afraid to build that success again because I was so afraid I was going to lose it. Mm. And so that imposter kept me small. And that's what happens as women is that imposter syndrome that, you know, we don't think we measure up. We look at, you know, all these other women and all these other amazing people out in the world. And, and it's like, you know, I can never measure up to that. I can never do that. And so I created the powerhouse presence process because, you know, we as women um, and men, because men suffer from it as well. However, we as women have to have some sort of process that pulls us out right. of the imposter syndrome so that we can own and be the powerhouses that we are. I mean, it's true. It's true. I mean, now can you dive down a little bit for those who are listening or just tuned in that don't know exactly, like, I want to go a little bit more depth in imposter syndrome and then I'm going to kind of like reverse engineer and that's how it applies to dating too. So um, if we dig deep into that program and then we'll go from there on that. Bump. Perfect. Yes. So, um, so imposter syndrome is defined as not believing you're successful despite successes. And so as women, a lot of times we cannot even see our successes. Even the small wins that we have, because we look at, you know, what Jane Doe is doing, and, you know, she's got a million followers, and, you know, 8,000 comments, and, you know, her her online events are selling out at, you know, 5,000 a person, or whatever the case may be, and there's a comparison, and we go, oh, like, you know, I, can I do that? And then there's this doubt of can I do that? And despite, you know, you've already had successes. You wouldn't be in business if you didn't have some sort of right. success. You had to have gotten your first client. Like that's a success. And to and so despite having successes is still thinking you're not enough. Right. And that's the thing is what you you deal with because especially if you've been told, oh you can't do that. You're not smart enough. You can't get into that school. You can't, you know, work at that company. You can't. Well, okay. Like if you are surrounded and it goes back to you know, your tribe, right? And who you surround yourself with, right? Yes. So you're hanging around negative people and they're like, oh, you can't do that. And like, then you start having this negative mindset saying, oh, maybe they're right. 
Oh yeah. yeah. You just like shut down because you're not good with who you are. Right. And then it's like, get rid of those people. I don't care who they are, you know? And you know, cause you'll never win and be successful. I mean, it's so interesting when we were talking about this and, you know, and, and trying new things. I think that's important to grow on and evolve as a, you know, a human, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, be pushed out of your comfort zone. I mean, Absolutely. And that's where it shows up the most. So I remember um, I joined this earlier this year, I joined a six figure mastermind. So it was six figures for the year. And when I joined it for the first three months, did nothing. I was paralyzed in comparison and fear. I was looking at all these other people in this in this mastermind going like I'm nowhere near where they are. What am I doing here? And so there was all this time and energy and money being invested and zero results because of the imposter. Because I like I was looking, I'm like, who, who am I to be hanging out with these people? And, you know, and I will tell you, once I got in, once I discovered the powerhouse presence and I used it to actually create relationships within this organization, I used it to scale my business. I used it to uh, feel like this is the first time ever I have showed up to a live call in my gym clothes because my imposter, especially being a stylist, would not allow that. However, I feel so powerful now that no matter how I show up, like this is what's real. Sometimes we just run out of time. It's nine o'clock in the morning where I am. Yeah. And I just ran out of time this morning and it is what it is. And that's what happens as women. A lot of times, you know, we allow our circumstances to take our power away. And, and if I had uh, in the past, if I knew I was like not gonna be ready, I would be afraid of showing up. I would, I would, you know, let's not turn on the camera. Like, let's reschedule, like whatever, replace myself. And it's like, you know, now with the powerhouse presence, it's like I can show up in any way that I am and know that I am powerful and capable and confident and successful. And if I'm showing up that way, other women can show up that way too. And I mean, it's, a, it's such a great point because it is, is, is a mindset. So train your mindset and people are like, Oh, I'm not, you know, I'm not in a positive place. I'm, you know, I'm depressed. I'm this and that, you know, well, if you surround, like I go back to this and I say, especially in relationships too, like I'm not out there. I'm not me. I'm, I'm not meeting anyone. Well, are you leaving your house? <laughs> are you going outside? Right. right. So, you know, for me, I think I just like over use over positivity. And then when I listen to in the car, my kids are speaking it, they listen to it, you know, um, the power of positivity, right? I mean, so if you're, especially if you have, you know, somebody who's negative, who says things to you that are not nice, that will say like, oh, well, you're going to fail. Why don't you just do something else? Why don't you go and ha do this job? Yeah. Don't know what I'm doing, and if you look at past how they've done things, I think you probably get it. In, you know, yeah, it's like learning, right? Like, so you lost those you know, the business, but you kept, you got back up, and you tried again. Yep. And I think that's the important thing, and we'll translate that into growing and scaling. You know, in a new industry, because I think that you know, for you, but but you you didn't give up. Like you you kept going, and you tried something else, and you were successful, right? Because it was your mindset that said, hey, you know what? 
I know I'm smart. I can do this. So you applied that and you learned it just like in any industry. Like, I mean, I think I told you this before. I had someone say something to me about um, like, oh, like you're you're doing dating coaches a few years ago. Like, oh, you're going to be a dating coach. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, or you're going to go on, you know, stand up and you're going to go do stand up. Like, you know, wh wh who do you think you are? It's like, um, well, I'm pretty sure there was a course that went along with it. And I'm pretty sure you go to school for all these other things. So I'm not understanding why there like certain people have a problem with that. So that's why I want to tell people like, just, just do not listen to them. They don't know what they're doing. If, they, if it's coming from a negative place. Right. But, you know, and how do you deal with that when you talk about growing and scaling, especially in a new industry, right? And, you know, how do you keep that mindset right, too? So Absolutely. Because I, I want to be, you know, towards the end, I would love to give everybody the actual power pulse presence process. Mm -hmm. And um, and I think, it, you know, we're always in a state of transformation. And as a style, because the powerhouse presence does include, so I've been a stylist, um, an image consultant for 13 years. So the powerhouse presence does absolutely include image because um, there are certain things with our brand and our image in how we do want to show up, especially online and when we speak. And so I just incorporated that modality, what I had been doing for 13 years. Yeah. And I used the powerhouse presence method to grow and scale that because I had created a, a training academy for image consultants and then now the powerhouse presence process which is really a platform to give women op an opportunity to share their message and be seen and so um, and I'm doing that through Instagram so you know if you're watching this follow me at Bella Verita official on Instagram because that's the platform that I'm using not only to share my message of imposter to powerhouse. However, the uh, message, the story of other women, like, you know, Jen's going to be on there soon and sharing, you know, other women's stories of imposter to powerhouse, because the more that we share our stories, the more it inspires other women to step into their powerhouse. And so the powerhouse presence is, you know, where, where image consulting was um, one piece yeah of things where the powerhouse presence is an overall holistic uh, presence to how you show up in the world, how you show up on camera. And that's where the scaling, you know, comes in because your presence, your powerhouse presence affects your sales, you right. know, increasing scales, increasing conversions, how you're seen on camera, what speaking gigs, and most importantly, the relationships that we create. Because when we feel like a powerhouse, we surround ourselves with other powerhouses. Thank you. Where's my bell? Hold on. I did it. <laughs> I got my bell. Oh, now <laughs> Is that it's like true. the bell, like drop the mic bell? Exactly. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But that's interesting you say that, though, too. Yeah, you surround yourself with, you know, positive people when you are in that space. Because if you feel confident and it comes from that, like, you know how you feel when you go to the mall and you get a new dress and you get your hair blown out at, you know, drive yeah. our you know, makeup done? Like, you're like, I can conquer the world. I mean, I, you know what I mean? Because it is, yeah. it's just like that in the dating world, right? Like, take it from that. Like, if you are good with who you are and you do the work, I'll give you an example. This is a true story. This happened. So, um, this person that, um, 
was talking, I was saying, oh, like, are you single? Like, I was just trying to get information, right? You know, that it was uh, for somebody else. But, um, and so I was like, okay. And so they went down this whole list, right? Of like, can't do this, can't do that, you know? And um, I mean, the things that they said were like, whoa. Okay, because I mean, for me, I'm like, okay, but what are you bringing to the table? Not tell me what they can or cannot do. Like, what are you bringing into the relationship? What self-work have you done? Right. You know, because we did this whole I told you about the finding your core, you know, the core values worksheet that, you know, I came up with a camp. And um, and so for me, I'm like, what what think about it from a, especially if you've been in a relationship or you're married for a long time or divorced or just single and having these series of bad decisions regarding <laughs> relationships. Right. So what are some of the things that you can do is you got to look at introspectively you know, first, right? You know, because you can go out and put the masks on in the universe and do all that, but at the end of the day, it's going to come out. And so do you don't want that imposter syndrome coming out, you know, for the world to see when you could just like, hey, let's get it right. Let's do the work. Yeah. Just like in business, you, know, you spend so much time and energy into growing and scaling your business, right? Yeah. What, what is the time that you're putting into yourself? create that ROI for, cause I mean, business or business and dating isn't that different, right? You know I mean? So if you're going to put the time into having a lasting, fulfilling relationship, you gotta do the self work first. Yep. Right? I was like, you better get it right before you start swiping. Right. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like so many people like, no, no, no. I just want to meet someone. I just want, I just want this. I want that. I was like, okay, well let's, not not go down that route. I mean, that's fine because you can go out to Starbucks and meet people, but like, how are you gonna, you know, connect on an intellectual level yeah. too, right? And and friendship level because yeah. you got to be able to hang out. These people have a conversation. Yeah, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. Presence. Presence. No. So, can you add, do you have anything to add on that in, in regards to um, from the um, from the image side first for our single people listening before we go into scaling it to the dating perspective. Absolutely. 100%. So the, how your presence is affected in dating. So when you show up and you feel powerful, you attract what you are, right? And dating has always been a strength of mine. <laughs> and I always have a saying, and I say this when, when I was dating before I was with my partner now, cause this is, this is it. Um, however, when I was dating, I had always said, uh, the better it gets, the better it gets. So if it's not this one, it's because it's someone better. Okay. That's and a good way to look at I've it. I've always attracted really great men. Uh, I've only really been in one bad relationship and I attracted that relationship when I was at the pitfall of one of my fails and I was feeling like a failure and feeling like, you know, I wasn't going to be as successful as at the pits of my imposter syndrome that, you know, was just not good enough and I was never going to be successful. And I attracted an abusive relationship. And so I was in a verbally and emotionally abusive relationship for three years. And coming out of that, I, I, I now know what that looks like for one. Yeah. And I came out of that stronger than ever. You know, I went to counseling and, and got over, you know, that, that depth. And from that point forward, every relationship I got into was the man was better and better and better. Right. And there was nothing ever really like wrong with the relationship. It was, it was just like, this is not how I want to be treated. So yeah. this, if this, yeah. and there was always just like maybe one or 
Yeah. There's like maybe one or two things missing. And I was like, mm, this won't work for me. It's got to be somebody better. Mm, yeah. This won't work for me. It's got to be somebody better. And so if you approach dating with the mentality of if it's not this person, it's someone better, then the person that's in front of you is going to show up at their best. So it's like an expectation. And that's when you're near your, your, your powerhouse presence. And then when it comes to the image piece of that is, you know, when you dress your best, you feel your best. So even in my gym clothes, you know, I, I don't have cheap gym clothes on They're they're expensive. I still feel like a powerhouse. And I also live at the beach for those of you that are turning, tuning in. I live in Venice beach, California. So, you know, it's not sweater weather here by any stretch of the imagination. (laughs) You know, as soon as this is over, I'm going for a run on the beach. You know, this is, this is, I live three blocks from the beach. This is my life. And, uh, and and then not those DC people that are already wrapped up in uh, hoodies. And yeah, stuff. it's like forty two. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, however, how you dress will impact the way you feel about yourself because our bodies have an emotional attachment to clothing. And I'll tell me tell you a quick story. Yeah. When my older sister started working out. She would just wear like old boyfriend's t-shirts and, you know, whatever pants. And so, and she would go to work out on this and she never felt like she was getting anywhere in her workout. And I, and I told her, I was like, you need to invest. And she would invest in her regular clothing, but wouldn't invest in her gym clothes. Oh. I was like, you have to invest in gym clothes that fit your body so that when you walk by the mirror, you're not in this biggie baggy t-shirt. You're walking by the mirror, you're in fitted clothes. And you're like, damn, I look good. Yeah. That is motivating. <laughs> it motivates you to keep working. Right. And the same thing happened, the same thing. And so she ended up, you know, tra- getting a new workout wardrobe. And then she ended up like losing 10 pounds in easier than she ever had before. And it was because psychologically, when she would walk by the mirror, she would see sexy, which would encourage her to work out even harder. Right, exactly. And then how that translates to dating is when you show up on a date, looking your best, feeling your best, you're going to expect to be treated the best. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Where's the bell? Thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hold on. Um, yes, because it's true. I mean, you know, also the other thing is, um, you know, when you're talking about treating the best, I, I always tell like, you know, uh, chivalry isn't dead, people. I mean, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's not. It's still alive and kicking. Um, but and all of my dates and Tinder dates and Bumble dates and all the dates, I have literally never been on a bad date. Ever. I just because I just I show up my best, and because I show up my best, I know I'm going to be treated the best. Now, obviously, they weren't all like love connections. However, you know, they were great. A lot of my Tinder dates, quite frankly, I'm still friends with. Like I remember, I went on a Tinder date with a limo. I want to talk about that. It has come to okay. I had this conversation the other day with someone, and and I said, you know. they were like in this mindset of like, oh, like, uh, I don't want to talk to that person. I mean, it's a web, you know, it's, it's a dating app. I mean, it, you're there to date. So I don't, <laughs> that's yeah. how that works. Right. And, and I said to them and I said, okay, for instance, like you're going to not re- respond back to that person. And they're like, well, no. 
And I was like, well, that's silly. You don't even know this person. I said, would you do this in business if you were trying to get a client? Because I said, you don't know who that person knows. And, and it goes down this whole, you know, um, spiderweb theory that I have that I'm writing about. But um, and, and I said, you don't know. Just go meet that person. If you connected, it doesn't have to be, you know, it's not like it could be the person you married. But I mean, you know, but at the same time, like, don't go into like creating these false narratives in your head. Like, oh, it has to work out this way. And. And this is this, you know, freaking Cinderella, like, you know, story that people create because, oh, they check off, you know, three or four of my boxes. And those are really big things. Right. So, like, just go and meet that person on a human level. And I think that's where the disconnect comes from. I was like, and then, like you said, and that's a, this is why I'm like so glad you randomly said that, because I cannot stress that enough. And just go out and meet that people. It's a, it's networking. Right. I mean, you're networking. They may not know, but maybe they got a hot friend that's just like, hey, like, I want to date him. Yeah. Right? I mean, not to say, you know, but, you know, you just have a more of a different connection. But then you're still friends. So, so I say we did a challenge um, to say go out with three people. <laughs> just yeah. grow your network. Who you can be. Because I remember it was really cool because I went on a date with a guy in San Diego that owns a limo company. Yeah. And it was interesting because like the, within the next week or two, a friend of mine needed like a big party bus for an event for his company. Uh -huh. And I got to connect them to. Yes. And I was like, How? that was just like felt good to me. I was like, I don't want to date you. However, I would love to support you in business. Yeah. Like, here you go. Here's a client for you. Yeah, here you go. I talk about that. I mean, that's that puts you right up there. It's like, oh, she's awesome. She's helping yeah. Without anything in return, which that's just you as a human, which that's why I love you. But <laughs> I love Can I get one of these? Is that a hard handle? Sister, I need I, one of these. I will send it to you. I have little swag bags. I know it was funny. I was thinking about doing this too. Uh, it's a total sidebar. Sorry, peeps. But um, <laughs> so I have like a bunch of t-shirts, like dating advisory board. And I was like, I need to like send them to people. So whoever wants to get some dab swag uh message me and i will send it you know give me your address i'll send it to you because and then i have these little um well the shirts i think you've seen where it's like dating advisory board logo and on the back it's like it's all about business i love it's all about what business business i love it i love it i know but it's the softest shirts like it's uh, borzu did it um falcon lab he's awesome but uh but yeah okay so yeah so, okay so, let's get your swag what's your swag so you know, message me i'll give you some swag um, but yeah, I mean, I think that, so how do we shape, like, I also want to go about talking about this too, is how we shape our vision of what we want in dating, right? And in business, people talk a lot about manifesting, talk about, you know, putting it out there. Um, so let's talk about, you know, how can we shape our vision of our lives, you know, and then that, how that applies to the dating. Well, when it comes to your vision and especially as the, you know, as a powerhouse is you want to create that vision, not from where you are. If you know that you're not in the highest vibe place right now, yeah. you want to create your vision. You want to close your eyes. You want to imagine yourself as a powerhouse. What will you feel like? What will you be doing? How will you be operating in your life? And then creating a vision from that point. So one of the things that was always really important to me was I wanted to be able to work side by side with my partner. Yeah. Now, when I mean side by side, I don't necessarily mean him in the house when I'm attempting to do my own call. That's not what I mean. However, <laughs> um, 
I wanted to be in the same line of work. I wanted to be able, it was really important to me that we support each other in our vision. Like um, I have an entrepreneur friend that, um, you know, is in a relationship with, with a teacher. Like that would just never work for me because I love to travel with my partner. Um, I want to go do speaking events with my partner. And so my vision was even before I was speaking on stages, my vision included, you know, us traveling together and create, create doing business together and creating business relationships together. And before I met Zion, um, I had, was not there yet, you know, and we've been in relationship for over two years now. And, um, I wasn't there, but I created the vision from that place. And then less than a year later, we're back and forth. We're bi-coastal from California to New York. And we're speaking here and speaking there and traveling here and traveling, you know, there. And then it was part of my vision too, to live at the beach. And then again, just a little over a year, uh, here we are living, you know, at the beach in California. And so I created that vision from that place of where I wanted to be versus where I was. Right. Yeah, I think that's why vision, when you talk about vision, and vision boards are so important. You know, talk about you see the vision parties at the beginning of the year. I mean, so like I would say, like, okay, now the year's almost over. Like, where are you on that vision board in your life and your business? Yeah. And if you haven't created, it's not too late to create it, right? You know, just get started. You know, that just takes one step, and then another one, you know, one foot in front of the other. Yep. <laughs> yep. But yeah, I mean, I think, you know, if you if you say how the, you know, the vision of your partner or your ultimate partner, what you would want, your words are very powerful. I cannot stress that enough. Um, and, you know, I would, I mean, journal what you're really looking for. I mean, that's why I did that. Like in the fine year, you literally write down exactly, we give you examples to get started, you know, what their values are, what their non-negotiables and start writing it out. Because I think that's that's key. It's like, okay, this is what I know I want. So now when you meet someone and they don't they don't fit the two of your core non-negotiables, it's like, don't be like, oh well, maybe let's just like overlook it here for a second. Yeah, like no, it's a big deal. Because yeah. then if you go down that road, you say, Well, this person says, Oh, I don't want to get married, right? So and then the other person's like, Well, maybe I'll just change their mind, right? No. I mean they <laughs> they said that, right? This isn't anything new. But, you know, people do change their minds on, on things, you know, whatever. But at the end of the day, it's like you shouldn't try to change someone to mold into what you want. Yeah. Right. Like you should just be able to to mold together. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, so super important. Yeah. So that's my, you know, that's one of my thought processes on that, you know, on that one. But, you know, knowing your core for your vision of where you want to be in your personal and professional life is so key. Um, and, you know, surrounding yourself with the right Yes, I love it. Hello. Amen. Okay. So, um, okay. Oh, this is a good one. How can we celebrate our successes? This is a good one. A good one, right? This is a very good one. So one of the key things that I do is uh, every Monday I set my weekly goals. And then on Friday... I review those and I acknowledge every step that I took. So not always do I hit all of my goals. However, 
if I have reached 50%. Okay. I And so I do a, um, and I'm proud. So, you know, I'm proud I did the interview with Jen. I'm proud that I spoke, I reached out to three people to speak on their stage. Um, I'm proud. So whatever it was that I actually did, I literally write that out. I call them the I'm proud statements. And um, I attempt to do that every night. That doesn't always happen. However, I make sure I do it um, at, at least at the end of the week. And I love at the end of the day, just to write I'm uh, five I'm proud statements. Like just oh, I love that. to acknowledge what I did for the day. And I think doing a daily, just inventory and a daily acknowledgement and then um, and acknowledging, you know, where we, where we did get to on our goals. Yeah. No, I love that because I think that's the problem is, is like, you know, especially if you're hard on yourself, right? You know, if you have this like, well, I had 20 things to do and I didn't get through all 20 of them. Right. Yeah. And then, but you got through 18 and that's a big freaking deal. Yeah. Right? I love that we're all powerhouses. So we're all overachievers. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> so like, well, oh, I'm yeah. going to talk to a million people this week. And then it's like, I only have time to talk to five. Oh, I'm a failure. And it's like, no, celebrate those those five because we're all powerhouses so we're all overachievers exactly yeah <laughs> like, oh my god and i was like i didn't get this done i was like this weekend i was like i didn't get this done i didn't get this done and i'm yeah, like i got to focus on those and i'm like the other stuff was important too so yeah. like, like i said don't be powerhouses so focus on what you did yeah focus on what you did i think that's a brilliant point i'm gonna start doing that in my journals yes it's then, so powerful so powerful do you do your journals in the morning do you do the gratitude journal you do all that too yeah Gratitude journal um, in the morning. I set so I'll talk about the powerhouse presence process. Yes, let's do it. So the powerhouse process, powerhouse process, powerhouse presence process takes five minutes in the morning, and it starts with standing in front of the mirror in your powerhouse pose. So my powerhouse pose, because I love the tree pose in yoga, uh -huh. so my powerhouse pose is like open to the universe, give it to me, baby. Oh, I love that. Some people feel really silly doing this, and so you can also do the Wonder Woman hands on the hip pose. However, I say I am a powerhouse. Yes. I am a powerhouse. I am a powerhouse three times, and then um, and then I have my I am statement which is I am an influencer, I am an impactor, and I'm speaking on stages everywhere. I love it. That's my powerhouse statement. And then movement is really important. So the second piece of the powerhouse process is to make sure you make some movements in the mirror. So you have your powerhouse I am statement. And then as a woman, there's nothing that feels sexier when you're embracing and embodying your body. Yeah. So doing some sort of like hip movement, maybe it's a twirl, maybe it's blowing the kiss. <laughs> What's that? I said, or a twerk. So, yeah, or a twerk, like whatever it is that like is your right. powerhouse move. But you wanna have a powerhouse body movement because right. Um, that's how psychologically your body makes a chemical connection to what it is that you just said. So you want to have your powerhouse statement and then your powerhouse movement. And then the third piece is your powerhouse breath. And so taking three really strong deep breaths. Mm. There is that powerhouse breath. I like instantly. that just ground you. And then the fourth part is uh, the three things that you are grateful for. 
-hmm. And then the last is to set your timer, and this is the most important, for one minute and do a one minute visualization you as a power. So for me, like my next level is bigger stages. So I take that one minute and I see myself speaking on a stage in front of 5,000 people. What does it feel like? Mm. Who am I going to have dinner with after? Because I love relationships. I love connecting with people. So anybody that's watching this, if you want to get to know each other, uh, send me a message on Instagram or Facebook. I just love to connect with people. You know, we'll we'll chat in the group. However, I so I see myself on this stage and then I see myself connecting with people, with connecting with people in the audience. And then I see myself going to dinner with just amazing people. I love to I love great food and great company. My favorite thing in the world. And so and those are the one minute visualization. So that's the five step powerhouse process. I mean, this is brilliant. I'm gonna do it. I mean, think about, you know, and I I wanna really dive in on visualization because I think that is so important. So um, back when I played, I don't know, you know I played tennis back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, you still do. I saw a post not that long ago you were playing. So I know. I got back into high-level hitting, like CEO uh, hitting um, lessons. I mean, they're lessons, but they're, it's more like powerhouse. Powerhouse hitting. There, there you go. go. There you go. Powerhouse hitting. I love it. That's right. That's right. So, uh, but yeah, so, but think about it before, like you have to visualize a shot. So I, you know, did not even realizing it. I've been visualizing since I was eight, you know, having to see the shot, like, okay, we're in this point. Let's focus on this point. I'm going to serve it. They're going to hit it this way. I'm going to go down the line, cross court, boom, next point. Like, and then having a strategy on each thing. Right. So for me, it was obviously uh, uh, I've been able to do that in my personal and professional life too. It's like I visualize this is what I want in my life, and you know, and I know it's coming. And so, and it's it's interesting. You know, you really share the pushback. Like, well, how do you know? How, like, how do you know it's fine? I was like, because I I know me, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know what else to say. I'm like, I, I don't know what's coming. You know, you just have to believe in yourself too. I think that's the key. You know, you yeah. visualize, you believe, you can do it. Don't let fear in case your mindset, you know, because that's, that's the, that's a big negative Nancy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so what can we say some other tools that we can use, um, to bring, you know, power before the, in the new year, like to really in heart, like we did the powerhouse type, but what other things can we do to really bring our powerhouse and like rocket through the end of the year? Because cuffing season's coming, it's here. Uh, season, did you say huffing season? Yes, you I've know about that, this right? term. Huh? What is huffing season? I've never heard this term. No, like cuffing, like handcuffing. Oh, got it. Yeah. Okay. So apparently, uh, so, is this an East Coast thing? So what does this even uh, mean? No, it's not. It's a, a dating thing where basically you uh, cuff to someone in the winter months when it's cold out. And then uh, comes, you know, probably. Yeah, I had a whole different thought when you started talking about cuffing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, I mean, it's debatable. I mean, you know, but, uh, but yeah, so they, you know, cuff in the winter months and then they let go in the spring, you know, to create a new bench, apparently. Got it. Got it. Okay. I never heard this before. Yeah. Okay. I know. It's just like, right, what was the question ask? again? I forgot. What? I got distracted with, with handcuffs. Oh, yeah, what? I know. I know. And I wonder if that's true, though. I mean, but I see the point, you know, because I see like everyone breaks up and I wonder if there's a um, some stats because you know how much I love stats. Like, yeah. 
um, looking to see like what are the breakups and <laughs> in April. <laughs> now, um, to know what I was going to say is like tools for us to raise your power in the new year. Um, but like I said, you can start now. So like what other some other tips that we can use to kind of bring that powerhouse into ourselves? I mean, you talked one about like, you know, feeling internally, but also um, uh, I think the powerhouse presence. Um, I am launching a powerhouse presence mastermind okay. in January. And so we're finalizing all the details. However, if people are interested in that, again, they can reach out to me on Facebook or uh, Instagram. I'm taking interviews for that right now because it is a curated group. Mm -hmm. And um, and so going into you know the holiday season, right? So can you imagine like November's just right around the corner? I mean, it's serious. So especially when in in you know business and in dating, there there's this hustle of you know oh I gotta like get things done before the holiday. I got to find someone before the holidays. I got to get in business before the holidays. And, you know, powerhouses don't operate that way. You yeah. know, powerhouses expect goodness. And, and just as because it's the holidays, it's like, it's only going to be any better. It's not a force. Oh, I got to go start chasing things because it's the holiday. Right. Like, things are going to start coming in the holidays. December's always been, you know, one of my biggest months because, you know, I can do gift certificates. January is when people are working on their image. And yeah. so again, like kind of going back to the the mindset is how can you expect it to mm -hmm. be good, right? Like how can you expect the holiday season to be good? And when it comes to dating, dating and business are the same. Like how can you have fun with it? Right. You know, people look at dating. It's like when, when it comes to business, right, very rarely – do you close someone on the first call? Someone yeah. you've never met, you get on the phone, you're offering your program. Very rarely are they buying the first time. It, you have it creates relate. You have to have relationship. Absolutely. And dating is the same way. Yeah. Is you know when you like having going out on dates during the holiday season can be so fun. Yeah. And just allowing like I remember when I first got divorced, I approached dating as to get to know what I liked. What did I even want? And I would go out with someone and be like, okay, I really liked that. It didn't really like that. Okay, that right. now I know what to look for next time. And then I'd go on a date again and then be like, oh, I really like that. I didn't really like that. Until after a lot of consecutive dates, I got really clear on what it is that I wanted. But before that, I didn't even know because I thought I knew what I wanted and then I got what I wanted and I married what I wanted and it was terrible. You're like, it's not what I wanted. <laughs> And I was like, I need to date multiple people so that I can get clear on what it is that I actually want. And so approaching dating from a even getting to know yourself. Right. Loving yourself first is the key. I mean, you don't love yourself. It's going to be hard for someone to love you, too. You know what I mean? Um, but I like that, you know, that raise your powerhouse. I mean, I say, I mean, some of the tips that I just love is just surround yourself a with positive people, people that you grow, have mentors, have coaches. I mean, be freaking coachable in life, people. <laughs> yeah, please. You yeah. know, um, just because you know, like it's just amazing. Some people are like, "Oh, I'm, I'm good. I don't need help. I don't need to to get better." I'm like, "What? Like <laughs> you're missing out, man." You yeah. know, it was just it's just it's so weird to me. You're the growing, or you're decaying. 
Right. It's like, okay, like I'm fine. No, everything is fine with me. I have no problems. Yeah. Okay. Well, you may not, but like, why not learn something new? Try something outside your comfort zone. You know, like I did stand up comedy. I mean, no one, you know, yeah, I'm so proud of you for doing that. Excited. That video comes out today. I'm gonna lose it. But, I'm so excited. Because like you see it, like you know, like people see a little bit on here about my personal life, but you know me. We spent time like so, like you know. Um, but it, but I wanted to share more of who I was, like who heck yeah. it really you know is. Um, <laughs> her friends, right? I got some jokes and some impersonations. <laughs> That'll oh, be good. Yeah. So great. Oh my God. I swear to God, my grandma one is the best from Atlanta. It's like it's almost like Blanche Devereaux, but it's fine. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway. Um, but you know, just like I said, listen to positive podcasts, like you can get things automatically sent to you on your email or on your phone, you know, positive messages. Listen to podcasts. There's so many out there. And especially with what you're like, really take a look at like, how do I feel about myself? Like, what do I want? Like, and, and really hone in on that. And then, but, and then find it just like in business, right? Like you aren't going to have everybody as a client. I mean, you want, you know, your target market, right? You know what you need, you what you want and just focus like that in business and in dating. Yep. You know, it's like, I mean, you try to date everybody. It's going to get expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, um, okay. So let's see what else, what else? Um, so we talked about that. Okay. So we only have, I can't believe it's 1245. That's insane to me. Okay. So I didn't send you this, but I have rapid fire questions. Uh Oh, uh Oh, is it getting hot in here? Getting hot in here. Yes. Okay. Start firing. Okay. I'm going to fire away. Okay. Uh, celebrity crush. Celebrity crush. Matt Damon. Oh yeah. He's funny. Is that after work? You can usually find me on my couch. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know the answer to the next one, but beach or mountain? Oh, beach, beach. I know me too. Uh, what's your go to song? Uh, baby, I'm worth it. Yeah, baby, I'm worth it. <laughs> I love that song. Talk about twerking. Yep, twerking. <laughs> exactly. Uh, my mom would describe me as. Uh, an inspiration. Yeah, I love them. Okay, that's my rapid fire. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That was fun. Yeah, it was fun. It's always interesting to see who the people's crushes are because you're like, oh, really? You know what I mean? Like, so it was cute. Like, yeah, he's kind of getting getting up there. Yeah, but he's always been. When I was a cocktail waitress in Vegas, I had a crush on him before, oh. and then I and then I would serve him as a cocktail waitress, and then he was just always such a gentleman. He was so oh, nice. nice. He, he yeah. and Ben would come in together all the time. And they were just always so nice. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's good. That's good. All right. So where can everyone find you as we wrap it up here, darling? So you can find me on Instagram at Bella Verita Official. Yeah. You can find me on uh, Facebook under the Speaker Stylist, uh, Bella Verita. And then um, our website is www mypowerhousepresence.com okay and then we'll go back and then you can um uh, put any of the information on the powerhouse um event that's coming up in january too so yep. for sure awesome all right well thank you so much this was thank awesome you this was great love you right, love you all right, one more. Bye -bye. all right have a great run on the beach i'm very jealous because it's okay. 42 degrees <laughs> i will all right bye. i'll see you all right bye